All right, y'all, we back with another episode, episode five of the Risk Takers Only podcast featuring your boy, Mike Upshire, Mike Ups, MZM Transport. So um, we've been doing great. You know, this is episode five. If you guys have not already liked, uh, subscribe, uh, drop a comment, you know what I mean? Share it with someone. Uh, this podcast, again, Risk Takers Only. This is for the Risk Takers. So if you're listening to this, be prepared to get uncomfortable be prepared to take risks. Be prepared to challenge yourself. Be prepared to elevate yourself. Uh, we've been talking about a couple of different things, talking about real estate. We talked a little about, about freight brokerage. We talked a little bit about the debt game. Uh, and today is an awesome episode, right? All right, so we back. And so I think it's appropriate for us to recap 2022, right? Because a lot of us right now, we're, 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 we're planning our business plans. We're looking forward to... 2023, but I think it's important for you guys to recap what you guys accomplished in 2022, what you didn't accomplish, what you want to accomplish. And so I want to talk to you guys about what happened in my life in 22, what transpired, right? And so where do we start? Um, coming into 2022, uh, 2021, we were on a hot, fiery buzz. 2021, I had just partnered up with one of my partners on another business. Uh, I always talk to you guys about our uh, debt settlement company. We handle credit card debt. Our job is to get you out of any type of unsecured debt. My partner on that company ended up partnering with me on Firestone National Investment Group. That's my real estate investment company. And so he partnered with me in 2021. And from that partnership, we ended 2021 on a bang. We were wholesaling. We had about three to four wholesale deals, uh, and we had two flips that netted us triple digits, over 100K. And so starting off 2022, you basically couldn't tell us shit. You couldn't tell me shit. Um, we were rolling real heavy, and my focus was uh, Firestone. My wife, keep in mind, my wife was still um, working kind of single-handedly in the freight agency. Again, in 2021, I met my mentor, in uh, the freight brokerage that we're working in now. And so the goal for me was to find a, um, an opportunity for my wife where she didn't have to work a job, but she can create her own business. And so my wife was doing the freight agency, freight brokerage, and I was focused on Firestone, which was the real estate investing. And so primarily we were wholesaling a lot of deals. And so I want to break it down before you. Uh, you know, I want to talk to you about my 2022, but I also wanted to bring some context in what I was doing with Firestone, I was wholesaling real estate. What that means, what I did is I had a team of agents in the Philippines. Very easy to find, not hard. I, I would literally go on sites like Fiverr or you can go on Craigslist. You can go on a lot of different, you can go on Facebook and you can find uh, people that work outside of the U.S. And you can pay them to do a service for you and you can pay them less than you would pay someone in the U.S. So for instance, I would pay someone in the Philippines, $5 an hour for a job that someone would ask for $15 to $17 an hour here in the U.S. And so what we would do, I would hire agents in the Philippines, and basically we had a, a, a team of cold callers and people who would send out text messages, and we would uh, contact homeowners. The homeowners that we would target would be located all around Central Florida, and it would be in distress. They would either be physical distress where the home looked beat up, they would have circumstantial distress, financial distress. Maybe they're in probate. Um, they're uh, approaching bankruptcy, foreclosure. And we would call those homeowners that were in some type of distress 
and we would try to purchase their house at a discount. And so it's a lot, it, you know, it sounds easier said than done, but in a nutshell, that's what we did. And for a long time in 2021, I did that all by myself. You know, I closed every single deal by myself, uh, built the book of business. Even when my partner came in, I was still the one closing the deals. Um, going, uh, I was still uh, closing the deals, going out contracting the deals, and I was still selling the deals at myself. And so starting 2022, you know, we're still wholesaling. We're still contacting sellers, getting them under contract and, and, and trying to, you know, uh, uh, flip that contract to a buyer. And, you know, we were rolling. We were rolling pretty good. Um, again, my wife was focused on the transportation side of things, and I was focused on the real estate side. Um, and even, you know, thinking in the beginning, I know me and my partners, we had attended a, a summit called the Scale and Escape, Scale and Escape Summit. And our, my whole vision for 2022 was to be uh, the biggest and baddest wholesaler and fix and flipper, which is total opposite vision that I have now. But it's, we're going somewhere with this. So, um, oof. when you drink enough of this Migos, I'm telling you, you're going you're gonna to start sweating. Y'all know, y'all know this. But so we started off the year hot. And I had like three or four deals under contract from 2021 that we brought into 2022. And so I knew, I'm like, okay, we're closing deals. We just closed two triple-digit flips, one in Davenport and one in Winter Park. I'm like, you can't tell us nothing. And so what I started to do, I started to put money into marketing. I started to add more virtual assistants, more more VAs in the Philippines. I started to get into outsourcing because I only can manage a certain amount of VAs myself. I started to outsource to other companies that had VAs. I started to get into new marketing strategies um, because I was our goal was to scale in 2022. And so, you know, as we're as we're looking to scale, you know, uh, my wife she's just diligently working. Um, she's diligently working on the freight brokerage, which is a, a freight agency. And so, I hope you guys understand. Again, when I go back and forth with those terms. As a freight broker, the broker is different than the freight agent, again, just to let y'all know, because I want to bring in the context. We're going to talk about the similar to the same industries in this podcast, and I want y'all to know this, because if y'all can grasp one of these industries, y'all are good, right? And so with the freight brokers, that, that, the broker has to have a licensed surety bond. The freight agent is just a contractor under the broker. They don't have any risk. Their job is to make sales. We're an agent. I have a small agency. My agency is all built based out of the Philippines, okay? And so my wife was literally handling that herself. And so as I'm, you know, scaling and, and, and we're putting in money into marketing, we're going to different events and, and working on the real estate, my wife is slowly working and, and she's bringing in checks. You know, and they're not small checks. She's bringing in fifteen, sometimes $1,000 a month, sometimes $20,000 a month. Not consistent yet, but the fact that she was doing it, I'm like, man, Okay, good. And I'm like, good job, babe, you know? And I'm happy because it goes to the family. I'm like, she got something that she's not working for someone, and it's paying her what she is respectfully owed, not $8, $10, $15, $20 an hour. And so let's just say around May. May starts to come around. Me and my wife, we have a big family trip planned to go to Columbia. We, we fly to Columbia, and then we take a private plane to San Andreas, uh, which is a small little island uh, in Colombia, uh, San Andreas. And so around that time in May, which is my birthday, um, we started to fizzle out with Firestone. And when I say fizzle out, the sales weren't coming in as much as the money we were putting out. 
for the marketing. And so, you know, I try to make a change. And this is a lesson. I, I make a change by bringing in uh, a pretty good individual as a manager. And we, we bring this individual in hoping to take control and, and to cut the fat, trim the fat, and kind of rebuild again, catch us back up again, right? And again, we fizzled out. We're putting a lot of money into marketing. We're hiring a lot of VAs. We're outsourcing a lot. We're in different marketing channels and different markets now. And we're fizzling out. We're putting a lot of money, almost $30,000 a month that we're putting out in marketing for this uh, real estate thing, right? Mind you, we still have fix and flips going, which is all fine and dandy. Um, but again, as I'm fizzling out, my wife, she's bringing in checks, you know, not consistently, but she's touching 20,000. Now the ability to touch that without me even really being involved is something to think about and talk about, but she's bringing in these checks again. I'm focused on real estate. She's focused on that. We have two separate focuses. So, um, coming into it again, uh, I, I started to realize, I'm like, man, we started to come to a, uh, how do you say it, uh, a crossroad. Because now as I'm coming back from San Andreas, I realized me and my partner are talking on the, re the real estate side. We're like, man, we're putting a lot of money out and the money's not coming back in. We're putting, we're losing money at this point in time. And so, you know, it took, it, it was very hard for us, but we decided not to close the doors on the company, but to put a pause on the marketing. And putting a pause on the marketing meant we had to, the individual that I brought in to be my manager was actually my friend. And it took a lot for me to have to say, hey, you were the right person, just in the wrong seat. Hear that again. Some people are the right fit for the company, but they're just in the wrong seat. And I had a friend that was in a management role that should not have been in that role. And so I want to bring some things into context. If we're talking about business and um, what I did was I tried to use money as a way to scale the business. And I want you guys to realize as you're building business, just because you have money, that doesn't mean that you're going to make more money on that money. What it takes is some systems and some consistency. And that is what I was lacking. In 2021, all of the success that I had seen in real estate came because I was there putting in the work day in and day out consistently. The minute I started to try to hire out is when I started to see things fizzle, fizzle a little bit. Now, it wasn't just because I tried to hire out. It was because I tried to hire out and scale too fast without having the right systems into play and without putting the right people in the right positions. And so, again, knowing that we're putting $30,000 a month just about in marketing and we're not getting the return, we're losing money, me and my partner decided to put that business on pause. Never shut down an established business, especially one that's been opened up longer than two years. The reason why people pay good money just to have a, a, a what they call a shelf court, a business that's been established. That business, if you do it the right way, has established business credit that you can leverage for lines of credit, loans, 
in credit cards. That is capital that you can use for other endeavors to continue to make you money. So rule number one, never shut down a business that is established. So we didn't shut the business down. Firestone is still open and active, and I'm still looking for real estate deals, specifically multifamily and strip malls. But we put a pause on the marketing for our wholesale and fix and flip. If I get a fix and flip, I'll take it, but it got to net me triple digits. Uh, and I'm serious. I'm not wasting my time on that. And uh, so so we put a pause on it, and I said, hey, you know, I'm going to focus on the freight agency with my wife. <coughs> if she can make money, if she can bring in $15,000, $20,000 doing that, just think what we can do together once I come in and fuck this shit up. So, whew, and y'all have to excuse me. I'm a little bit congested, a little bit under the weather, but we still going to push through this because y'all got to hear this. Y'all got to hear this shit. So, I, I put a pause on Firestone. It hurt me a little bit hard because I had to tell some good people that, hey, we're going to have to shut down this thing right now so you guys are without a job. But sometimes you got to make big decisions for a bigger purpose. You know, you got to get a little bit uncomfortable again. So I took a risk and I, I put a pause on an industry that I have been in since 2019. We're in 2022. And I decided to focus all my efforts on the freight agency with my wife. And so focusing all my efforts, I think I, I, I put a pause and I was able to join my wife basically full time without worrying about any other business really full-time. You know, uh, I think that was about September time. Uh, about August, September time. And so the month that I came in, it was a media increase. And not to say that, you know, my wife wasn't doing what she needed to do. She was killing it. But me and her together, when I came in, we started to see drastic increase in our freight agency, more consistency. And so if you fast forward now, ending 2022, we've set records um, as far as uh, the, the as uh, uh, year one being a freight broker slash agent. We've hit $1.5 in sales at a 15% uh, margin. That's big. That's year one for us, just me and my wife. And so between us, you know, we're, we're rolling into 2023 with a singular focus on focusing on the freight agency. And so... When I say I wanted to sum it up real quick because there's some lessons that I've learned. Um, I met my mentor uh, currently, who is my current mentor in the freight agency. I met him in 2021. And meeting him, I've learned one valuable life lesson that has changed my game forever. You guys always hear it takes seven sources of income to you know, the average millionaire has seven sources of income, right? Everyone hears that. But they don't explain it to you in detail, and they leave it so just bland that it fucks a lot of people up, including myself. I thought that I had to have seven businesses open to be a millionaire, but they didn't tell you that the millionaire had one source for over half his life before he started opening up the other six. And what I tried to do is I tried to use money to open up businesses. I had, mind you, remember, I had, all this is going on while I still have the rental car business. I still have the debt business. I have the real estate business. I have the transportation business. I'm in Amazon. And so my focus is on so many different things 
that when I decided to put a pause on Firestone, because Firestone took almost 75 to 80% of my time, once I put a poke, uh, pause on that and focus on the, the transportation, I started making more money than all the businesses combined. All the businesses combined. And so the thing is, is that 2022, I realized I got to do one thing. I got to master that one thing, and I got to do it for a fucking long time. Simple. It's not no magic pill. So when someone's like, man, like, man, I got $1,000, or I got a million, what, what, what should I do with this money? You need to do one thing, master that thing, and do it for a long time. And that's what I'm committed to for 2023. Our freight brokerage slash agency. And I have some investments that I do on the side. If y'all want to know about the investments, inbox me. Because I guarantee you, your cryptos, your stocks, even your flips, your fixing flips is not making you what I'm making on my investments. I'm making 50% or more returns on my money. And I get paid on a monthly basis, consistent. I call it mailbox money because it knocks at my fucking door. And it says, here you go, Mike. And it's a check. So if y'all want to know more about that, hit my inbox up. But just think about 2021, I did everything on my own. And I was successful at it. I can bet on myself because I know the work I'm putting in. I'm always going to put in the work. I know my closing ratio. I know all of that. But then when I started to try to just throw money at the business and just pay people to bring in the business, it didn't work. One is because I didn't have systems in play before bringing those people in. But two, I tried to scale it so fast and not understanding that, Mike, you're trying to scale it and step away from the business, but the business is dying and it needs you. And so understanding that, I said, okay, now I have to pick one. It's either going to be Firestone, I'm going to focus on that, or I'm going to focus on this, which is the transportation route, the freight brokerage. And I chose the freight brokerage for a couple reasons. Number one, because my wife is the one who's my partner in it. So when it comes to someone busting their ass, I can count on her. Not to say anything negative about my partners, but at the end of the day, I know what time she's going to get up. She's going to get up right when I get up because we got the same schedule. We share the same bond. We share the same dream. So my wife was the number one reason why I said I can focus on this. Number two, because in real estate, you got to realize when you're wholesaling a house, wholesaling is I'm going to. So let's just say this is this is Bob, right? I'm Mike. This is Bob. So I go to Bob and I get his house under contract for $100,000. I'm going to wholesale his, his house. I mean, I'm going to assign the rights to my contract with Bob to Jimmy. This is Jimmy. So Bob gave me his house. It's for $100,000. So I have it under contract for $100,000. I'm going to wholesale it to Jimmy for $150,000. Bob gets $100,000. I get the $50,000 wedge. And Jimmy gets the house. But that transaction takes average 30 days to close. So while you're putting out a lot of money in marketing, your transaction takes a month before it closes. Not to mention there's a whole bunch of other things that can happen where it may not close. And then when you're fixing and flipping a house, that's even longer. Average house that you're going to flip is going to be between three to five months. And so just understand you're going to have your money tied up for at least three months up until five, maybe more, especially in the market that we're in. 
And so for someone like me, um, I had other businesses. Uh, even though I, I, none of the businesses was fucking killing it and dominating it and making you know, me millions of dollars, each business did make money and I was able to live, I was able to get paid from all of them pretty, pretty well. But if someone was to happen with one of those businesses, they would shut down immediately because they weren't strong. They didn't have strong roots in the ground. Right. And so, um, you know, going back, you know, the wholesale industry, the, the real estate industry, you're waiting for your transactions to close before you get paid. And to be honest, I didn't like that. I didn't like having to say, okay, I'm going to put 50, 60, 70, $100,000 into a property and I got to wait five months before I get paid a dime. Especially if I'm getting other opportunities, I can't even plan accordingly because I don't know when I'm going to get paid, let alone what the property will sell for. And so that was something that when I looked at the transportation logistics industry for uh, specifically what I do as a freight uh, agent under the broker, we get paid on a weekly basis. I can plan with that. I can plan accordingly. Everything's predictable. And so that was another reason why I decided, hey, it was time to put that on pause. Now, do I still think real estate is a way to generate wealth? Hell yeah. I told y'all right now, I'm looking at strip malls. I'm looking at multifamily. I'm not looking at fixing and flipping a house. I'm not looking at the transactional side, getting in and get out. My job is to hold it long. And if you understand, today it sounds like we've been talking a lot about the consistency, doing something for a long period of time. We're talking about me being consistent at one thing, doing it for a long period of time, holding real estate for a long period of time. When you when you look at someone and you're judging them off of their wealth, listen to how they talk. If you hear someone talking about a goal and he said, man, in six months, man, I want to make $50,000. Pretty know that person is probably broke. My goals are not a year or two goals. My goals are five-year goals. I'm, I'm working on a 10-year goal right now. That's, that's 10 years, five years used to be hard for me to even see. But now 10 years, because the, the goals that I have, I'm not going to be able to reach in one or two years because they're not easy. They're not, they're not easy. But understand this. You know, we're talking about goals. 2023, my goals right now, I want to double what I did last year. I did 1.5 in, uh, in revenue for the freight brokers, I want to double that. I'm going to double that. I'm going to do three mil plus for the freight agency. Not to mention, again, I got these investments on the side. I'm going to double those investments. Again, y'all got to hit my inbox up. Y'all got to call me. A lot of y'all are sitting around. You got your monies. You, you got your monies in crypto and stocks, or it's just sitting in your bank account, or it's sitting under your mattress. It's sitting in the shoebox, and it's not doing nothing for you. I can make it work for you. Let me make it work for you. I'm just, I'm just saying. But the goal for me in 2023 is, 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 is so weird because it's simple. Because I have I've have one focus now, I'm doing the same thing that I've been doing in 2023. I'm just doing it better, and I'm just being consistent at it. So in our freight brokers, what I'm doing consistently, I'm building our book of business. I'm reaching new customers. I'm, reaching, I'm talking to new carriers. You know, I'm speaking to more people who potentially who want to invest and partner with me on some of the deals I'm going on. So I'm trying to network more. I'm trying to get out there more. And it's very simple for me. But before, each year that I've planned my business, it's been chaotic. But to a sense, people think that they're busy because people think they're getting more accomplished because they're busy. 
2023, I don't plan on being any more busy than I was in 2022. I'm actually planning on being less busy because it's so simple. It's going to be boring of what I got to do each and every day because I'm not shying away from the same thing that I'm doing consistently. And that's, I guess, what I want to tell you guys is that what I learned, the number one lesson I learned in 2022 was to master one thing and do that consistently. Before I would, you know, and you guys heard me. Some of you guys who are watching this now, you guys heard me. One day I'll be like, Mike, Firestone National Investment Group. Then the next day it'd be like, the next day it'd be like, you know, yeah, I got, I got these cars on Turo and I'm, you know, and we and we and we and we and we renting out these cards. And the, the, the next day it'd be like, Yep, MZM coaching. Me and my wife, we're in the transportation business now. And I want you guys to know, you guys understand there's a lot of people out there who's doing that. And uh, just to, just to let you know too, I'm gonna just say this. There's a lot of people that when you guys look online, y'all are watching these people and they talk about everything they're doing, but it's bullshit because they not half the people that y'all looking at are not doing nothing. You know, and I and I guess this is a tip that I want to share with y'all. Y'all can break this down. This is probably going to be one of the things that my guy's going to cut and edit. This is a tip. Stop fucking window shopping other people's lives. Stop window shopping other people's lives. You go on Instagram and you see Buddy with all the ice and jewelry and, and, and he's with the women that you want or he got the family and the wife and kids that you want to be like or he's going where you want, driving the cars where you want. Stop window shopping and putting yourself in his position because you don't know what he's doing to get there. And when I say what he's doing to get there, I'm speaking literally what he did to post that. He bought a fake-ass chain or he spent overspent on a chain that he couldn't even afford. Think about it. 1%, the fucking 1% in America makes $600,000. So that means half the people you see on Instagram, Facebook, they don't even make $600,000. Realize that. Realize that. And I say this because I've been a victim of this before. I don't even want to say a victim because you ain't no fucking victim. You a damn volunteer if you watch that shit. If you watch that and you decide, oh, because Bobby got that and I'm going to go out and get that, you are the problem. You got to work yourself out that. You got to do some training and you got to do some steps and some studies to get your mindset right. But realize, them people that are posting all that shit, y'all window shopping, they live, and they're not even living what they're talking about. They're not even living what they're posting. The girl that you're looking at that you think look real good, you don't know what she what she getting, who, who's giving her the money to look like she look, and then she going back living in an apartment, wherever the case may be. You don't know that. So stop window shopping other people's lives. What y'all should start doing is focusing on yourself, personal development, understanding who you are, what you want what your goals are. So when you understand that, trust me, so ain't nothing going to stop you. Nothing going to change your mind. Nothing can slow you down. Nothing can trick you out your position. And I'm telling you from pure experience, the more money you make, the more opportunities you get, the more you have to be disciplined enough to pick and choose the right opportunities and understand what your goals and your focuses are. And I'm telling you this from personal experience because I had to learn that. I had to learn that. I'm okay with knowing I'm going to live and die with the freight brokerage. I'm okay with that. I no longer care about being the real estate investor. You know why I was in real estate? Because everyone says you got to have real estate to be wealthy. Well, guess what? I'm making more money than I ever was. And 
I'm not focused on real estate right now. You know why? Because I got a mentor that has opened my eyes to something different. Every other mentor that I've talked to and my current mentors, they were, they've made their money in real estate. Now, just think about it. Now, I have a new mentor who comes from a transportation space, and he talks nothing about real estate besides using it for a way to save money on your taxes. Because in reality, most um, most wealthy individuals, they use real estate to save money on their taxes. It's not like it's paying them crazy amounts of cash. It's just to save taxes. That's one battle that you got to learn to fight. And I, I guess it, it takes, I guess it's, it's, it's worth the conversation to say, hey, mentorship is a motherfucker. I'm just saying. If, if you was to ask me, Mike, and, and Mike, I have $1,000. What should I do with that? I'm going to tell you to invest it into yourself. Because you can't do nothing with $1,000. I don't, I don't, you can open up your own business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But invest it into yourself. Get a skill. And for me, paying for a mentor has been the greatest thing that I've ever done. And this is not the first time. I paid for a mentor before. But this paid mentorship, I, I, I pay $60,000 a year for my current mentor. And it's changed the game. Not just with a freight agency, because he helps me on that, but I get to partner up with him on deals that you guys don't get access to. While everyone's fighting uh, about what's next, crypto, money, and stock, I'm making 50% returns or more on my money because of a $60,000 investment. So think about it. This is, again, why I think about uh, individuals that, uh, save their money to, to, to buy a home. You work a job, nine to five, right? Nothing wrong with that if you if you leverage it the right way. You work a nine to five and you save two, three years out of your life to do what? To buy a home? That's fucking selfish. Take that twenty, thirty thousand dollars that you saved over the two to two to three years, invest it into yourself. Pay for a mentor that can help triple, quadruple that money. Connects that money. And now you got something that's feeding you for a lifetime. Now you can buy the house and you can buy the furniture and you can buy anything you want by that simple investment. And again, we talking about risk takers. Who in their life going to pay $60,000 to a mentor that they don't even know? I have. I did it. I made that investment first. So I can tell y'all I paid $60,000 and I'm winning. I am winning from it. I paid my first paid mentorship was $25,000. I went from paying nobody to $25,000. Do you think how you know how that felt? You know how you go up that roller coaster and then when you go down it feel like up oh, your butt cheeks is like, yeah, clench your butt cheeks. That's how I felt for me. That's what the risk take is. Taking the risk don't mean like you ain't going to be nervous or scared. Taking the risk is that you got enough balls cojones to say I'm going to fucking do it regardless because there's a bigger picture involved to it. And so pay for paid mentorship, y'all can say it's cap. If y'all want, if I can show up the bank reports of what I pay per month, $5,000 a month, $60,000 a year. And it's the best money I spend. I got a, um, a meeting with my mentor next week to go over my financial plan for 2023. Guess where we're meeting at? We're meeting at an air hanger. Air hanger. Now, it's not just an any air hanger. It's my mentor's air hanger. We're having dinner at his air hanger. Why does he own an air hanger? Just to put his cars there? No, dickheads. He has an air hanger because he puts his plane in it. Duh. So those opportunities 
I would never ha- me what I used to do in my life and where I came from. I would not have the opportunity to do that just yet. No matter how much money I made, I had to get to him. I would have to do something, and I love I love the paid mentorship because sometimes yeah, you have mentors that say they'll do it for free, but if your mentor is really doing what he's doing, making the money, he's a busy guy. His time is valuable. His time is money. And so I know the paid mentorship, My he's going to give me the best he can. Not to mention, you know, I would like to say we won the, we, we wanted his favorite mentees because we won the top mentees. We are the top mentees. I'm just going to say it out there right now. Did I tell you all this story? I don't think I told you all this story. This is a little something for you all to know. And I, and I love it, too. I love this podcast because I can get off topic. I can go off tangent as much as I want. My wife was watching episode one and two, and she said, stop stop saying you're getting off tangents. Like, just fucking go. So I'm just going to fucking go, right? And so I'm going to tell you all a little story, right? So my mentor, and I told the guys, I, I told my guys here in the studio about this before, but I wanted to do something special for my mentor because he, I mean, he impacted our life so much. He's changed our mindset, uh, me and my wife, the way we think. Like, I'm telling you, I'm getting my... I'm getting my haircuts mobile. I'm spending more money to get my haircuts mobile to get my cars detailed. I'm thinking about getting a a, a, a a personal tutor for the kids because we want our time back. We wasn't thinking about time before. We were like, oh, if we go to the groceries, we can save $100 because this is what you do because you can live below your means. And you say, bullshit, you need as much time to spend fucking working and spending time on the fun things. Don't Those menial tasks, washing some damn drawers, uh, uh, cleaning the fucking dishes, someone can get paid for that shit. And my mentor was the first person who said, think bigger than that. And that's what got me thinking bigger. So I, I appreciated him so much, I wanted him. I wanted to do something nice for him. Now, he's Muslim, so he doesn't celebrate um, He doesn't celebrate Christmas or anything like that. So I wanted to do something just as a good gesture for him. And so I'm like, man, what do you get a guy that basically can buy, he can buy himself anything he wants? And so I'm like, I paid attention to the details. A lot of y'all don't pay attention to the details, especially if you're trying to close a deal uh, or even in your relationship. He all, he, he, he likes um, uh, Formula One racing. And so um, I was like, man, I know I can't buy him no F, F1 or Formula One car. Because he, 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 he always wears F1 uh, racing gear. And I remember we ran into him, my mentor in Walmart, and we were like, we are talking to him. He was talking about going to, to see the, the, a race. I'm like, man, okay, I think he likes those cars. I cannot buy him a car. Those are million-dollar cars, multi-million-dollar cars. You lift under that hood, there's a lot of money under that hood. If you guys don't know, Formula One racing is a, an expensive sport. You got to have a big bankroll if you think you're going to get into that, right? And so I'm like, okay, what can I do? I said, I'm going to get him a car, but I'm going to get him the next best thing. I'm going to get him the model car. But I ain't going to just go and get the – the model car from Walmart. No, I went on the F1, the official Formula One racing site, and I ordered, it was a, um, damn, I got to, because I like facts, because we got we to gotta start fact-checking some people. Some people be just talking a lot of cap. You got to fact-check them. You got to ask them, you got to ask them about that. So let me let me pull up the facts real quick. I got him a, it was a, a Daniel Ricardo. I don't even know who this guy is, but I had to do some research, and I heard that he was one of the top uh, Formula One racers. I got him a Daniel Ricario uh, 2021, and it's loading here, 2021 model McLaren that was straight from the F1 uh, authentic site. This one was an $1,100 car. I don't know if y'all can see that. 
So, if y'all can't see it or not, I got him the car. I got him that car, and I I didn't even ask for his address. I know he was trying to, like, freak out. He was, like, looking at me like, man, did you? Where did you get my address? Long story short, I went on Google. I found his address, and I just sent it to him. And so I told him, hey, got a little something for you when you get to the house. He got to the house, and he was able to see the gift, and, man, he went crazy over it. And what he said is he's going he's gonna to put that car right in the front of his. He got a little trophy section at his air hanger. Mind you, this is an air hanger. He has multiple model planes that he owns. He owns planes that has the models of those planes, and he's going to put that car there. And I say this to say that the thought of me thinking about it, I didn't have to buy him an actual F1 car, but I thought in detail enough to say, hey, let me think how can I affect him. This is a, a DECA millionaire. He makes over more than $10 million a year, and I had to think how do I surprise him with a gift that he, can, he, he wouldn't normally get for himself. And so he really appreciated that thought. Therefore, certain deals that he gives us, I know they're going to be a little bit better than the next guy. And so if you guys handle your relationships the same, uh, networking, the, the partners that you have, the individuals that you're trying to get in contact with uh, or, or do business with, you guys got to understand, you know, that's something that you want to essentially, you know, you want to cultivate that relationship in that way. So that would just, I just want to break that off for you real quick, all right? Good. I know we can cut this out too. So. Oh, that shit fell? Oh, shit. I didn't even know. Did I lean into it? Okay, okay, okay. So I say this to say this. <laughs> I say this to say this. I say this to say pay mentorship for me has turned up the game, specifically with my current mentor. Um, my focus, my mind is so much clearer right now. I got one vision, and I share it with my wife, and we share it together, and we're pushing that same vision. Um, we're at the point now where our time is the most value, so I'm willing to do anything I can to get my time. So if I have to pay for a cleaners so my wife does not have to clean the house, if I can pay for a tutor so my wife doesn't have to do the um, um, do homework with the kids, if I have to pay for someone to come do my haircuts uh, or clean the car so I don't have to do that so we can get our time back, so we can spend more time on what matters, our family and our business. Those two things give us the biggest return. And so that I guess that's the life lesson. That's what I learned for 2022. So if you can, you guys drop a comment on what you guys have learned in 2022. I'm interested to hear that. I want to challenge each other, you know what I mean? Because we're, we're all learning, and we want to continue to get better. And so that was a, no matter where I was at, no matter how much money I was making, I still was thinking that, hey, I got to be busy doing all these businesses. I got to wake up early. I got I to gotta pray. I got to have affirmations. Bullshit. What I focused on was getting up, working out, and getting straight to work and focusing on my family and my business. It's simple. And 2023 is going to be boring in the sense that I'm going to be doing those same things. You know, we're going to make it fun. We're going to go out and network. We're going to travel. We're going to make it fun. But as far as what my strategy is, just being consistent. That's really what it is. Now, 
I got something that I, a little tip that I want to ask you guys. I really want to challenge you guys with. Not, I don't even want to say a tip, just a challenge. For 2023, I challenge you guys to do something different. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. You could be the person still working the nine to five. But when I say do something different, do something and do it consistent and stay at it. No matter if you're not seeing traction in it or not, stay consistent. I guarantee you, the person that does one thing five years will make more money than the person that does one thing great one year. I'm just saying, I can build a lot of momentum on one thing doing consistent for five years. Even if I'm not the best at it, I have so much experience, knowledge, that I can tell the person that's only done it for one year. That person that's barely done it for one year don't even know the peaks and valleys of a year cycle. That's a whole other different topic that we can talk about. But I just want you guys to do something and do it consistently. If you're working a nine to five, save your money up and put it in a vehicle that's going to make you money and just be consistent at saying, hey, I'm not buying. I'm not doing anything else until I make X amount of dollars. If you're an entrepreneur, don't say, oh, because I'm not making all the money I need. I got to open up this business. I need to do this and that. No. Be consistent at that one thing. How can you master that one thing? How can you grow that one thing? That's what it's about. If you think, if you ask anyone, the richest, the richest minority in the world, the richest black guy in the world, I think his name is Robert E. Smith. If you listen to him, you ask what he does. He's a venture capitalist, but he made his money in tech. Before he became a venture capitalist, it was tech, right? Elon Musk. What do you know him for, right? Tesla. Before he started talking about Twitter and anything else, what do you make his money at? Tesla. Be the master at what you do. Don't fucking window shop. You window shop and you log on, you see, man, well, Mike, Mike is doing cars, so uh, uh, I'm going to do rental cars too. No. The reason that shit not working for you because you're trying to jump on everyone else's wave and you don't got no wave on your own. You create the wave on your own. And so right now, I'm going to create a wave in the freight brokers that you guys ain't never heard before. You guys ain't never heard a freight broker before you heard this podcast. And it's about damn time you heard about it. And so now, guys, I just want y'all to know my risk takers. 2023 is the year of taking risk. That's all, baby. We out.